0: Welcome to the podcast, ThatGuitarLover.com. I'm your host, Russ Chevalier. I have a simple question for you this episode. When you pick up your guitar and play, whether you play for five minutes or five hours... What do you do when you're done? Well, many of us get some simple satisfaction of giving the guitar a good polish from time to time, particularly if we've been perspiring on the instrument. Some prefer to leave it alone and let it age naturally. Whatever floats your boat, but strings are a different thing. Look, I get it. There are more choices in strings today than ever before. And perhaps many of these options are not just marketing foo-foo dust like the 50 year old Nashville straight story. Oh, you want to know about that? Now, this was a company that made guitar strings or remarketed them, don't know. But they packaged them in a long, narrow box under the premise that coiling the strings stole their tone. Interesting story, except it couldn't be proven. When we go to buy strings, we have options for pure nickel, nickel over steel, aluminum bronze, phosphor bronze, Monel nylon, silk, and steel, coated, partially coated, not coated, cobalt coated. For all I know, there are adamantium and vibranium strings available. Here's what I do know. When perspiration dries out, it's the water that leaves, and the natural salts from our body get left behind. Salts are not only corrosive to many metals, they're also naturally crystalline. And that structure can be felt even on nylon strings. So again, what do you do? Well, plainly, the simplest road is to build a routine to maintain your strings. When a guitar player I'm working with opens their case, I generally see a few things. Typically, somewhere there's going to be a snark or similar headstock tuner. And while we may think that they're not perfect, they do such a darn good job and they're so inexpensive, it makes sense to put one in every case that you own. Sometimes, particularly if the player plays out a lot, does gigs, there'll be a spare set of strings and the tools necessary to change them. I play with very heavy picks, but I'm not particularly heavy-handed. I can't remember the last time I broke a string. However, for any of us who've ever played a gig, we know that Mr. Murphy attends, and that's when a string's going to break. Coming to the point of this episode, Most of the time, there's also a cloth. For most musicians, it's not one of those screen-printed, manufacturer-branded, super-secret squirrel microfiber cloths that probably sold for over 15 bucks. I say most often it's because real musicians aren't fooled by that kind of BS and are too smart to spend $15 on a piece of cloth. Now, your cloth could be microfiber. It could even be wadded-up paper towel. Or a convenient bar towel, who knows where these things come from? In every case, it's not super expensive, so you can afford to put a cloth in every case. The cheapest and fastest road to string maintenance is just such a cloth. Whenever you're finished playing, pinch the string in the cloth between a couple of fingers and take a minute or so to wipe down each string individually by doing this pinch process and going up and down the string from the nut to the bridge a few times. Do use a different part of the cloth for each string. Always fun to examine the cloth after each wipe to see if you can see anything that the cloth removed. When you do, it's actually quite terrifying to see some of the grunge that you might pick up. When the cloth gets too dirty, wash it or replace it. The simple and fast step of wiping the string down in this pinch movement is going to extend the useful life of any string, and should be done for all strings, whether they're uncoated, coated, plated, or, hell, if they're covered in pixie dust. Some folks will go a step further and use a string cleaner application. To be blunt, most of these do more for the fretboard than the strings themselves, and if you like that, go for it. Some even advertise that they contain lemon oil. That's not a bad thing, because lemon oil is a cleaner, not so much a lubricant. Some of these cleaners have a smell. Some don't. Some appear completely dry, like the Diodario X system that comes in the little metal can. Others have a hard pad that has cleaner lubricant in it. There's nothing wrong with any of these things. And if your perspiration is heavily acidic or basic from a pH perspective, Cleaner in conjunction with a cloth is a good idea. However, just because you use a cleaner doesn't mean that you should not still pinch wipe each string with a clean, dry cloth. You don't want any liquids to be left behind and build up on the strings and seep under the wrapping where they can stay wet, as this will deaden the strings faster than a fully dried string. When you are changing strings, by all means, do clean and prep your fretboard. But if you've got a maple board, stay away from using oils on it, because most maple boards are varnished, and the oil just sits on top and gets on your strings. Or if you've got one of these legitimately old maple boards, or the fake old maple boards, maple itself doesn't take to oil all that well. Do make sure that your fretboards dry completely, and wash your hands with soap before you open that package of new strings. Your fingers really do need to be clean and dry during a restringing process. The time required to pinch wipe your strings is minimal, even if your guitar is a 6- and 12-string double neck. You spent good money on your instrument, and you've spent time finding the strings that you like best. So this little bit of work to take care of them now, you'll benefit from it tomorrow. Maintain strings feel better, play better, and sound better. As always, thanks for listening, and until next time, peace.